0: Wow, you look beautiful. Are you coming over so I can take it off with you? I'm not going to. Wow, you guys both look great. We're taking them to the snow um, in at the end of January.
1: Wait, what is um, that? So we got,
0: huh? What is the snow? We're taking them to North Carolina. Oh, to like mountains. to the snow, like the actual snow. Yeah. I got it, okay. So we got them um, little parkas. Uh, they don't really fit, though, His an extra large and dog sizes are, like, not actually extra large. Come here. Aw. You want to see? Come on. I would like to see. <gasps> oh. Uh, you can barely see it. Yeah! Oh, he's got he a hood. Wow, he says get it off of me. What a yeah. hood. Look at that hood. Wow. Very Boo's cute. is the exact same one. Okay, here. Come on up. Boo doesn't jump up. He's lazy. That's but... okay.
1: Hey, everyone, this wow. is our first introduction with my dogs. I know. Look at us. I think this is the They're... preferred introduction, honestly.
0: Okay. Reptar's trying to bite it off of him. Mm. He's not happy. It's funny, because, like, Reptar, if you put a blanket on him, he won't move out from underneath it all day long. But, like, then you put clothes on him, and he hates it. I understand. Yeah, except for that. I think this one's just, like, too constricting, because so you guy, got to lose some weight. Maybe we put you on a little doggy diet before we go. Hmm. He looks... He's not very happy with us.
1: Get some right. booties. That would be so Ooh. cute.
0: I did. I looked for those online, but I feel like I'm in the same situation where I can't tell like what size it's going to be based on how, how they think an extra large. My dog's not even like an extra large dog. They're like medium sized dogs. Hmm. And extra larges are still very tight on them, but I did get it at Joanne Fabric. So who knows?
1: Wow, very cute. Bad.
0: All right, but we are not talking about dogs today, even though we could probably do a very good episode on dogs.
1: I know everyone probably got so excited. They're like, oh my gosh, we're looking at dogs and cute costume things.
0: But no, we're going to be talking about fats because our last episode was carbs and the one before that was protein. And we're going to get deep enough to explain certain things, but not so deep that it'll go over your head if you've never taken like a nutrition course before which is technically me um we're gonna get through it yeah. it's gonna be lots right. of fun okay so
1: let's get right into it I guess um yeah, what are fats and what do they do for the body well friends fats are broken down into fed fat, fatty acids in our body um, and our bodies need fatty acids um, We can make all of them except two, because our body needs to get these two fatty acids from our diet, they will be considered essential fatty acids. Um, So those two are omega-3 and omega-6. Omega-3 is considered to be anti-inflammatory, and you would find that in your meats, like red meat and fish. And then omega-6s are considered to be pro-inflammatory, which would be found in plant-based oils like vegetable oil, canola oil, things of that
0: nature. Olive oil. Olive oil. Um, if you are, like, not a person who wants to eat, like, a fatty fish, you can supplement with fish oils and krill oil. Um, those tend to have a bad reputation because they make you burp up fish smell. Um, <laughs> so I personally do both. Um and take fish oils and supplement with food, I guess. I guess it's the opposite way around. Um, But I prefer seafood, and I live in an area where we get really good seafood. There are lots of states that get garbage seafood, and I would understand why you don't want to eat seafood in your area. Yeah, Yeah, I I have clients that are just not um,
1: meat eaters in general. Um, So usually I'll give like a list of vitamins and the top one is usually a um a type of fish oil i personally use carlson's that's the brand that i get and i just get it off amazon um because i can't do the liquid fish oil i don't know how people do that my Wait, grandpa- there's like, a, like a,
0: dro- a dropper no is like the liquid one
1: no okay so get this so growing up as a kid my grandpa because like my family was all about vitamins and stuff so like my grandpa would take fish oil every single morning and he would pull it out of the fridge. It was in like this dark bottle, kind of looked like um almost like a whiskey bottle in a way mm-hmm. and he would pull it out of the fridge and it was um fish oil, but it was lemon flavored and he would just oh, get a spoon flavor. out, pour it in the spoon and just down it back and I thought it was oh my god you could smell it it smelled like fish it was disgusting lemon smelling fish so like as a kid you're kind of like traumatized when you try that you're like what the heck is this i'm never doing that again because it tastes disgusting um and i guess like for a while like that was like what they used back in the day before they came out with like the pill version the Um, capsule version yeah like i don't i don't know if people still do that nowadays
0: if you do i hope wow not. but i have like my fish oil are really big i have all my vitamins because i haven't taken them this morning but yeah. like the fish oils like they're decent they're like yeah pretty big and i have to say two of them i was gonna so say usually like i have that. to say like two or three of them and it's like a um, horse but, pill but the old ones that i have that ryan takes that i'm not taking right now are krill oil and they're like mm-hmm. half the size you still have to mm-hmm. take two but they're half the size so I don't know if they're, like, more concentrated or what, but they were yeah. a lot easier to swallow. But the um, these capsules are very, like, squishy. Oh. Ah. And they – I know that they work fast because if I take them before a workout or, like, close to a workout, bad fish burps. And I – that's usually, like, 30 minutes in between the two things. So at least they're effective. But those ones also say that they taste like lemon, but they don't. So hmm. it's just, like, I think it's supposed to – maybe try to taste like lemon but it definitely doesn't but yeah so if you're not a, a seafood person or a grass-fed beef is another good one to get your omegas like a yeah. threes in mm-hmm. yeah
1: if not but grass-fed can... beef is a little bit more expensive
0: that is true that's very true but it's so... okay um You're okay. spending something in another place anyway
1: that's so true. Well, plus, like, I don't know. I don't think fish oil is that expensive. I guess it depends on the no. the brand, brand of supplement that you get it from, like the supplement company. But for the most part, I think the one that I get off Amazon, it's like, I don't know. It's Life Extension? Oh, yeah. I've used them before.
0: Oh, you know who sent me that? Well, not sent me them, but sent them to Ryan to get for me is Dom. Yeah. They're so a good that's brand. That's probably... We're all through Dom here. Thanks, vitamin Dom. (laughs) Vitamin Dom. Um, Okay, so I
1: guess let's talk about what fats do for our bodies. Um, We know that they regulate energy balance and they influence several body functions. Um, And I think it's important to talk about these different bodily functions that Fats help because I've seen so many women that restrict themselves from eating fat because they think it's going to lead to gaining fat. Um, And then they kind of put themselves in a little bit of a... a predicament. Yeah. So I guess to explain it briefly. Um, our adipose tissue secretes several hormones, and those hormones help regulate energy balance and influence several bodily functions. So when body fat is excessive, um, excessively reduced from extreme dieting, things of that nature... Um, the type of quantity of our hormone secretions change and can cause consequences from our body for our body's health. Um, so this can lead to several different symptoms like fatigue. You can lose, um, you know, like concentration. You get brain fog. I've even seen women that have lost their their menstrual cycle. Um, you can lose your hair and a bunch of other things. Um, I believe the actual name for when you lose your menstrual cycle like that is Amenorrhea. Yes, but there's people that, like, pronounce it differently. Like, I've heard amenorrhea, I've heard, like, where they, uh, I don't know. I'm not even going to try to do it.
0: (laughs) I've always pronounced it myself and heard it pronounced, like, A, like the letter A. A, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll go with that then for. Just for today. Yeah, just for today. We'll figure out other pronunciations of things another time. Yeah. Um so then I guess this kind of goes into, you know,
1: performance in the gym, right? So like, I know Jimmy, we were talking before we started recording the podcast and you had said that um before workouts you can't have a lot of fats cuz you've noticed that that's like affected your performance. It slows you
0: down. Yeah. Well, it's one it's um it takes longer for your body to digest fat, so yeah it kind of sits in your stomach and if you do like a high intensity interval training such as crossfit i feel like i always plug crossfit in here um the last thing that you need is like a heavy stomach like to feel like you're slowed down by anything there's lots of running and jumping and like yeah i don't know what an eight egg breakfast is not like an ideal breakfast before a crossfit uh training session i don't yeah. know how i haven't i didn't think about this a lot when i was bodybuilding <clears throat> but my fats were always very low when i was bodybuilding so i didn't have to think about it yeah so instead of like i wasn't even allowed to eat whole it well not saying i wasn't allowed but i couldn't fit whole eggs in so i ate like a bunch of egg whites and oatmeal and yeah felt. but that was also i my body fat got low enough to lose my cycle and feel like i was a walking dead human being and um, that kind of comes with the territory and it's not necessarily just having very low fat in your diet. It's like low body fat all around, but people who have dieted all the way to a competition will feel what that feels like. I always call it ghost bones and I don't really know how to explain that, but you just feel like a, kind of like a ghost in your body. Yeah. But
1: Well, yeah, cause you your body fat percentage is probably so low. It makes your sense. Your brain doesn't you would... work. Right. Well, yeah. Going back to like the different symptoms that you would see um brain fog being one of them and then losing your menstrual cycle so that makes sense i think a lot of people that are athletes that have dieted to the extremes or if you're like um a competitor and you've gone on stage multiple times or you've gone through a prep you know that that can be leading up to the show or as you get closer to your show that's usually something that happens
0: it's unfortunate but yeah Something that kind of comes to the territory, yeah, for uh, sure. But I think so as like, cu- go ahead. Go, no,pe you go ahead. Oh, I was just you gonna say
1: for lifestyle individuals that aren't um, prepping for a competition or don't have any type of um, maybe ath- athletic background or any competition in general. Um, I've always done, like, because I think of, like, myself, for example. I'm not really an athlete, even though I've competed in the past. But gen- genuinely, generally, generally, that's what I was going for. Um, when I work out... Um, I'll usually, if I have my meal closer to my workout, it's more carb heavy with protein um, because I do think that if you put too much fat before your workout, you will notice like you're just not going to have the energy that you're looking for um, versus like your meals that are away from your um, training sessions have fat in them. Um, but for someone that like, is, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, I feel like that's like a good segue into like meal planning like where to put fat and where it comes from. Cause again, like no matter what you're doing, um, if you are training in the morning, you don't want to have like a heavy breakfast just in general, but like what makes your breakfast the heaviest like in like weight is gonna be like higher fats. Um, You don't want like a super voluminous uh, meal either, uh, unless you are doing like a high intensity like cardio training and then you're going to want like a higher carb meal and like even just like a lower fat and a lower protein meal just because that's what your body expends the most for energy um i can't really think and maybe this is just like a lack of knowledge i can't really think of a situation where you'd want a ton of fat before a training like i don't know any sort of training that uh would require you to be like fat laden but Um, i just i don't know yeah in my head i always like imagine like oil in your stomach just like Mm -hmm. sloshing around and that's like makes me nauseous to think about um so maybe after a workout would be a better place to put it maybe towards the end of the night when it's gonna make you feel the most satiated so lots of people complain about like um nighttime hunger yep so maybe saving a lot of your fats through the end of the night or maybe like your dessert i have like second dinner which is not really a dessert it's just like a big yogurt bowl um but i put a bunch of peanut butter in that and then i don't really feel hungry after that a lot of the times i don't even finish all of like the peanut butter that i put in it i put like a whole tablespoon don't even get halfway through it and then i'm good for the rest of the night i also eat a yogurt that's like higher in fat because i don't really care for like the greek yogurt that is uh zero percent anymore and now that i don't have to yeah um and it makes you feel fuller so that was a little tangent but if you feel like you're struggling at night with like uh, hunger, I used to get like crazy hungry at night. Mostly when I was dieting, because that's the only thing you have less to do in your day is think about food and eating. Uh, but I also wasn't allowed to have a lot of fat, so now I can have whatever amount of fat I want. I guess. Yeah. I I'm I'm off off season dieting, which is
1: has its perks, man. Yeah, definitely has it makes its you perks. Feel no, I've used that um. I've used that technique with clients that have like that midnight snacking where, you know, I'll increase fat towards the end of the day um, to kind of keep them satiated going into the night um, and it seems to help. Or like you think about, um, gosh, I remember like growing up that whole... Like before an exam or a test at school, they always say, like, oh, make sure you have breakfast and have like some. Yeah, Yeah. like a good breakfast, have like eggs and something else.
0: And so it makes you.
1: Right. It makes you think, like, okay, well, if you have some fat, you know, an hour or so before the test or whatever you need your cognitive functioning to be on point work it could be a meeting it doesn't matter
0: but i've never even, i haven't thought about that in a long time but i yeah. they there they're kind of on like the right track i feel like right. a lot of the things that we learned in nutri- about nutrition in school like in the early years were as not necessarily um yeah on the right track but at least that was like very um certain things close close yeah. to being correct
1: here and there um, were certain things that would yeah
0: i agree i guess like another thing to talk about when it comes to like meals is like where to find fats and like i don't really like saying good and bad fats yeah. because people take that the wrong way and then they're like oh a bad fat i can never have that in my diet yeah which like in reality you can everything is healthy in moderation um but good tasty sources of fat in my opinion are always like the higher fat meats like a sirloin steak well top sirloin can be a little lean um I don't know how many people really like to eat ribeye, but I love ribeye or um, like a higher percentage fat, grass-fed beef. It doesn't have to be grass-fed beef, it can be ground beef of any sort. Um, A lot of people think about like ground turkey as like a healthy option, but people forget that like it's only ground turkey breast that is really low in fat. Regular ground turkey is not lean Mm, at all mm -hmm. because they use the dark meat and the white meat and it's very good, very tasty. Usually when you go out to a restaurant and you order a turkey burger, it is made with ground turkey, so it's not lying, but it's not ground turkey breast. So yeah, it's the not the ground turkey.
1: Yeah, it's not the ground turkey that you think about when you're like
0: on a meal Dieting. plan. Like mm-hmm. it's not the ninety nine percent lean ground turkey. That's why you have to be very, very like smart when you are looking through the meats at the at the Publix. I don't know where whatever other places are called Kroger. Um, at the grocery store Kroger. Um, you can use your eyes, usually, like the really lean ground meats are going to be like completely red or completely pink, and then it gets a little bit more cloudy, I guess is the best way to turn, to word it, as they like put higher fat percentage in it or don't take the higher fats out. Um, ground beef that is like really high in fat is usually cheaper, like ground chuck is usually the cheapest one, and that's, I don't know off the top of my head what percentage that is, but I know that it's not um, a favorable percentage. Mm -hmm. Um, Ground sirloin's a little bit leaner. They have like the, even Walmart has like a a 96 lean ground beef and has a purple label on it. I know at Publix it's a green label for lean ground beef. Um, But outside of the, oh, chicken thighs. Uh, Everybody loves chicken thighs. Um, Outside of the meat realm, you've got like avocados, you have nuts, um, what else? Olive oils and you have like butter. But I guess that's Mm -hmm still kind of meat based um eggs eggs are an amazing source of fat and a very tasty source of fat I'm sure I'm missing a lot of them but those are just kind of like your your basic um ways to like put building blocks together of a meal when you need a fat um yeah. if you don't if you're not a meat eater if you're not an egg eater um, avocados are great nuts are great um, any sort of oils that you can put in a salad like an avocado oil seeds. um seeds. That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have a really good dressing by, um, Primal Kitchen. Primal Kitchen is like, a yeah, it's like, um, it's a really good brand. It's, um, a paleo brand and paleo was like really big in the CrossFit world for a while. So they, um, it's like that, uh, have you heard that whole 30? Yep. Um, diet approved. Mm -hmm. So it's just like olive oil and like, I don't know. I have an avocado ranch one. So that one's avocado oil. Uh, it's, it's really good it is not for people who are like dieting um it is it's got like it's got like 10 grams of fat per yeah, tablespoon. Like tablespoon so it's just yeah it's not favorable but uh makes a good marinade and stuff um but anyway that's off on a tangent but if you are a person who does not diet with um meat or eggs or dairy those are gonna be like your really good fats so peanut butter is always like another good one Mm-hmm. um Peanut butter and what do we say? Peanut butter and nuts, nuts kind of like are a double whammy. Um, you get a little bit of protein, but we wanted to make sure that everybody knows that they're not primarily a source of protein. Um, I think we've all made the same mistake in the past. We've talked about it a bunch of times where um, nuts are marketed as like a health food and they are healthy in the sense that they are a good source of fat. They are a very minor source of protein. But too much of it is um, not a great thing. They're still very, very, very calorically dense. So if you are snacking on almonds all day or peanuts all day, you are going to see that your calories are kind of out of control. Um, I think that's because... an easy
1: way to, um, like snacking on nuts and stuff. And I know Dom had made a post about this a while ago, and I think he reshared it on his story the other day. But um. Like that mindless snacking. Usually, people go for like little things, like nuts or chips or something, and that adds calories. Especially if you pick up like a handful of nuts or um, what am I thinking of? Where they mix it? It's like trail mix. Trail mix, or yeah, where they have like they sometimes they put like seeds in it. They'll put like little M and M's, raisins. My dad
0: lives on trail mix, but There's my dad so many calories go. hidden in that thing. Like, oh my god that's where i think my dad gets the majority of i hope my dad lis- listens to this podcast my dad like um growing up he was a macrobiotic vegan and i don't think he has eaten any meat since he was 18 um, Okay, he's like played with like vegetarianism and veganism like throughout my childhood but i think that he is 100 almost 100 percent trail mix he eats mm. that's like he'll go through like a costco size one in like two days Oh my goodness! That and oatmeal cookies—he loves oatmeal cookies and like turmeric. So that's the educa- or that's like the nutrition education stuff that I got when I was growing up. Very yeah. interesting, um, based. But I loved trail mix growing up. So, but I knew. Well, I I also thought going into dieting, I was like, oh, trail mix, health raisins, right? Well, that's good fiber. They, they market it that way, so people that don't know. Trail mix now has, um, actually I have some on my counter right now. I'm going to show you.
1: Oh boy. What are we about to see?
0: I got it because we are having people over tonight and this is still considered trail mix, even though it is basically muddy buddies and peanut butter. So it still says trail mix. So I think that it gives the allure of um, being healthy. So what's in it? But it's peanut butter cups, milk chocolate, cereal squares, peanuts, chocolate chips, and peanut butter chips. Oh my. But it says trail mix.
1: It sounds good, but it's like definitely not. It's just candy. Yep.
0: In 33 grams, there's 11 grams of fat. But and like yeah, almost no sugar? other 15 grams. Yeah. So it's a... It's definitely, we got it because it's candy, and we want to give our guests candy. We're not marketing it as like a health yeah. food option, but it wasn't like the trail mix section at Target, so. Wow. People are going to be mistaking that one, um, but that's off on a tangent, but I just think that's very funny that um, you could name it like candy mix, but you don't. Yeah. Well, because when they put trail mix with it, it
1: automatically associates it to maybe being something healthy for those that don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Yep. So, I. I've fallen into traps like that millions of times. Not not this time specifically, because I know how things work now, but not a long time ago. Um I think we talked about all that. So not wanting to say that uh things like bad source of fat. This is probably not the best source of fat. Yeah. I feel like you could find there are healthier better sources. Yeah, things that are gonna have other benefits like Avocados have a ton of fiber, so they're going to be really high in fat, um, but they're going to taste really good and they have a ton of fiber. So that's like a good double whammy. Your higher fat protein. Yeah, your higher fat proteins are also going to be high in protein. So that's another good one. Um, Same with like your higher fat fish. You're getting your vitamins through that. Yes. Thinking Uh, about like a whole rounded food instead of just a straight up fat. Uh my hair stuck in my head
1: though. I agree. I think um we should also talk about knowing how much fat you should be eating. Um, Absolutely. I think that again going back to that you know um, moment in time where I mean I'm sure maybe guys thought this too but because I work with primarily women I saw it like this trend in women where like we were afraid to eat. A lot of fat because we thought that it would make us fat now i think that's all a preference and i think that's all how your body responds um and it, it also depends on the type of training that you do and if you're an athlete or not um but a general rule of thumb is that women shouldn't go below 20 percent of their daily calories in fat um i have seen women that have had um higher percentages um of their daily calories being fat but again i think it takes time to it takes like trial and error to see if what your body is going to respond best to i've had women clients that have come to me and they respond better when their fat is higher but i've also had women that respond better when their fat is lower um so i think it is a preference and it does depend on how your body responds
0: and what your goals are um i feel like it's an interesting uh no go ahead No, you're fine. You're good. I feel like it's an interesting experience to experiment with different diets. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you try a month at a really high carb diet, low fat diet, and the whole time all you want to do is eat a steak. Maybe you are just someone who prefers a higher fat diet, and then kind of like the opposite way around when you like play with having higher fats, and the whole time all you want is a bagel. And, like, you're sad at the end of the night, every night, that you can't have a bagel. Yeah. Um, I think it is a trial and error type thing. Where you gotta, f- like, kind of figure it out for yourself. But- yeah,
1: I've also... I've been, like, um... I don't know. I guess, in a way, this kind of goes into intuitive eating. Um, but maybe... I don't know where I want to go with this. But I've also, like... I'll have I've had times through my dieting phases where my body would be craving a certain type of meat or like usually it'd be like a red meat, so like a fattier type of meat or like fish. And that to me, in my personal opinion, is an indicator that maybe my fats are too low or Mm -hmm. there's something in that fattier piece of meat that my body needs because there's a deficiency which is why i also learned um with a dietitian that i've been working with she talks a lot about the women's menstrual cycle and why we crave um, chocolate and like sweets of that nature around certain um phases of our cycle and how that has to tie into the fluctuation of progesterone because progesterone needs magnesium for certain mechanisms that i'm not even going to try to explain because i don't want to get it wrong yeah i just i don't want to get it wrong um but she had talked about how your body craves chocolate because chocolate has a it's like a source of magnesium and when you crave that around certain phases of your cycle has to do with progesterone and your body needs extra magnesium um So I think of that in other terms or different aspects of the diet. Like I just said, when you're craving something, it could be your body telling you that there's a deficiency that needs to be met. Um, So if you're someone that's tried a really low uh, low fat diet and a high carb, maybe if you find yourself craving more fat, maybe it's your body telling you that your fat's too low. If you haven't been seeing progress, you don't feel the best x y and z it might be worth giving it a shot to increase your fat but at the end of the day obviously if you don't feel comfortable doing that on your own you could also get a coach um, and go always our
0: number one suggestion
1: yes always has been
0: navigating the fitness world without a coach in the beginning is very scary there is a lot of misinformation on the internet um you can get yourself into a rabbit hole that you might have a very hard time digging yourself out of um one thing that we talked about earlier and we didn't um i don't know if we didn't finish our thought or what but that kind of happens um when we talked about fat fat soluble vitamins um Mm -hmm. it's just important to know that you need to take them with your foods that have fat in them or else they are no longer a they do not get digested
1: yeah they don't get that di- i always learned that like if you take your fat solubles vitamins with your fatty meals because it helps them get absorbed
0: cool i just want so. to make sure that we didn't forget about that um that we yes. talked about our good sources i'm sure that we missed some good sources um, um i would say like a bad source and like using the term bad is like a spray oil for your pan if that's, like, your uh, how yeah, that's you're not getting it. your fats, uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the best, um, but I would not spray spray oil on your food or use too much of it in a pan. Yeah, I always go
1: with, like, a nonstick pan so you can, you don't have to, you can, like, avoid having to spray the pan. Um, I also think, like, a lot of our foods... You ha- like i think we have to be careful because a lot of our foods have omega-6s in them and i'm not saying that omega-6s are bad we definitely need a balance of omega-3 and omega-6 but i think we get in trouble excuse me because a lot of the foods that are processed nowadays are processed with omega-6s. And when you have an imbalance of the two and you have more omega-6, that's when we start to see, um, like, issues come up. At least that's, like, how I've learned about it. Um, You just have to be mindful that, like, if you look at the ingredient label on most of your foods, you'll see that there's always going to be most of the time, you'll see that there's either soybean oil or there's corn oil or there's canola oil in it. Um, And I don't know. That's just something that I always try to, like, tell people is, like, be mindful of the types of, like, oils that are being used in your food. Um, Hydrogenated
0: rapeseed oil?
1: Yes, like the hydrogenated oils. Yeah. So, like, it's omega-6, so it's, like... Again, not saying that omega-6 is bad. It definitely has its um, like positives to it, but there definitely are its cons if it's consumed in excessive amounts compared to our omega-3s. So that is my little tip.
0: I wanted to know, I asked Ryan because I was curious to know what hydrogenated means, but it means when they add hydrogen to a fat and it turns it into a trans fat, Mm. I think I got that right, Um, Mm -hmm. which makes it a less desirable fat in your diet. So I know that we should stay away from hydrogenated oils, but I didn't know why. And now I know why. Um, Because this package, I really feel bad because I feel like I'm hating on this little package of food that I picked out myself. Um, but it says hydrogenated like three times in a row, Yeah, one, two, three, four times in a row. So again, going back to a smarter source, not necessarily a bad source, but a smarter source of fat. Um, oh man, for the people who listen to this, like, and don't see what I'm talking about, (laughs) I promise it's not real trail mix. It's candy mix. I'm sure most people know exactly what you're talking about Because
1: nowadays there's so many Like you go down You don't even have to go down the trail mix cereal aisle They'll put it at the end of like the randomest aisle Randomest? I don't know if that's a word Most
0: random? I don't know Most random
1: aisle It could be like canned goods And at the end of it you'd see like a whole, like, thing at the end of the aisle just sticking out there for everyone to see. Some kind of sale where it's, like, two for six and you have, like, your trail mix bag and it's, like, made with gosh knows what. It's not even original trail mix. It's, like, cereal and...
0: Oh, man. there! I bet there's some, like, diehard trail mix people out there who are really gonna hate this episode. I feel like Sorry,
1: if you guys. make trail mix at home, you yeah,
0: or probably you make have, make like, a like... better... Or if you eat around it, like, you fix your diet around trail mix that's your like source of fat and fiber and whatever else could be in it um yeah i know there's also a lot of salt for people who have to like take salt Mm -hmm. into consideration but that's not usually young healthy people um what else let's see if we missed anything um gosh i don't know um i guess uh Something that's super popular right now is, like, a ketogenic diet, and I'm sure that if you are new to the fitness community, you've fallen into the trap of reading it or trying it. Um, A true keto diet is very, very hard to follow, almost impossible um, to follow, Uh, so a lot of the people who are following, like, a ketogenic diet that they think is keto are just eating a, like, a shit ton of bacon and cream cheese. And I have two girls that I used to work with at my old job who would talk about dieting in a a keto diet and then talking about still eating. um, Oh, my God, what was it? I'll think I'll, I'll remember it, but not do not following it to a T and not seeing results and not tracking anything. So I'd be like, how much? fat are you eating in a day because everyone used to approach me at my old job and ask me for health advice which was really annoying because I am only qualified so far to give health advice and I also would rather talk about anything else when I'm at my other jobs um, Hmm. than fitness Um, but I would ask them if they were tracking how much they were eating they said no they were just eating chicken wings every night and I was like okay like what kind of chicken oh it's barbecue sauce Uh, it's barbecue chicken wings I'm like okay well like just FYI um chicken wings are probably a good source of fat and protein in a ketogenic diet but um you're gonna be breaking your ketosis that you're technically not in because you're not following it correctly by adding a sugar like a barbecue sauce and they're like no no no, it says that like chicken wings are fine okay you do you 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 figure this all out and you are coming to me and asking me questions and they were eating just straight up cream cheese um they're eating tomatoes, which, like... Tomatoes have, like, a very, like, small amount of carbs in it, but that it, it, it's they're still there. Still there. Know. Yeah. I get um, with that one.
1: I feel like I had made that mistake a long time ago when keto first came out. Um, and I thought that if I did a keto diet that... This was, like, back when, like, I would watch videos about people talk about keto and how it, like... It definitely, like, it had its benefit, right? Like, if you were in true ketosis, um, you could see progress. Like, a lot of times people go on keto to, like, lose weight and stuff, but they were talking about how... um, Like in true ketosis, there's a bunch of other benefits besides like weight loss. Like you would have better cognitive function. You wouldn't have brain fog. You wouldn't be tired. Um, You would have good blood sugar regulation, like all these things. Um, And I even know that, like, I've seen, like, family members and friends that have been diagnosed with diabetes, and their doctor will put them on, like, a keto diet, but yeah. not give them enough di- uh, guidance, like, proper guidance on how to do keto. So, like, they'll be doing a, quote-unquote, keto diet, but yet, like you said, they're having little things in there, like the barbecue sauce or, like... um gosh like alcoholic beverages and stuff like that on the side There are also
0: like um like vegetables that are relatively high in carbs that you have to like be considerate of and yeah. then a lot of people just kind of um they like track the like net carbs to things and they have mm-hmm. you know, they're tracking net carbs incorrectly yeah um and it's it's kind of just a mess so yeah, unless you're so... Are really ready to dedicate yourself to a true ketogenic diet then I also feel like
1: I had, like, I remember when I started learning about it, like, originally the ketogenic diet came out because of patients that were having epileptic seizures. I don't know if I said that properly. Yeah, epileptic. Yeah. Um, And I would say that, like, I think it all depends on, like, the individual. If that was the issue that you were having and, like, you were put on a ketogenic diet, like, I would understand that approach. Yeah. but again, I think maybe it's best that we, like, clarify that we're talking to, like, the average person. The and not general som- population. Yeah, like, the general population. Not someone that has been, like, advised by a doctor, maybe a team, like, a di- uh, maybe, like, a team of doctors, maybe a neurological or a neurologist, I think is the actual proper term. Um, and then being advised by a dietitian or someone that is um, a, coach. a coach or highly... Um, like educated within the realm of nutrition to properly guide you through a ketogenic diet. If this is like a, you know, we're talking about average population. If you just heard that the ketogenic diet is something that is worth giving a try because you'll lose 100 pounds, um, let's hold the phone for a sec. Um, Definitely do your research. Reach out to a coach or several different coaches. Get opinions. Um, Talk to your doctor if you feel that that is someone that you can get a good source of information from, and then go from there.
0: Um, one thing that we did note under this topic is, um, which kind of ties into getting a coach, is if you use like a macro calculator or like an like MyFitnessPal, um, it's going to set you up with calories to follow and macros to follow, but they are not accurate. Um, yeah, there are like tons of other considerations that you need to um, consider. And that's like another reason you need to get coach.
1: Yeah, I usually have, if I have my clients track on like MyFitnessPal, for example, um, I know that like the premium version of MyFitnessPal allows you to input your own macros, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, $10 a month. Yeah or what i personally do and i have other clients do if they don't want to purchase premium is i just keep a note like in the back of my head of how many ma- like what macros i'm at and i just track on my fitness pail and i double check every day at the end of the day i just kind of like make sure i'm in that realm of my macros um which saves you 10 bucks if you want to get premium go right ahead go for it um but just know that like at least this is how I've like told my clients like use the macros that I give you because when I give them their macros and then they go into my fitness pal and actually fill out their information, the macros that they like get given to them are just like completely off. Off, yeah, just it's like, just because it's a
0: general um, algorithm. It doesn't. Right. It's it's it would be hard for like a like a computer to figure out every single person's macros correctly i'm sure that there is something out there that can do that but right now it's not my fitness pal yeah i think that brings us to the end of what we plan to talk
1: about um i Uh, I mean yeah it's a relatively short podcast but i think we definitely packed in
0: it's like the i feel like the
1: a good right it's like a last
0: it's also the last macro people think about in my head unless you are trying to diet in the keto diet yeah but okay party people then we are all done with this podcast and our next one should be out next week as well um but we don't have a topic for next oh actually we do i lied secret topic that's the one that's at the very bottom we're gonna be talking about <laughs> um wow fiber and micronutrients yes a very very fun one a little bit longer um Still super important in your diet. Um but yeah, so join us next week. Yes, it will be fun. <laughs> I was reading through it. I was like, man, I forgot how much we wrote. So the next one's definitely gonna be a lot longer. Yeah, it but will there's be more to one talk one. about. But I guess we'll touch on other things when we see you guys next week. Other than that, peace out. Bye. Bye, friends.